to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at indiancreekbaptistchurch.org. It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. Welcome back to Indian Creek Baptist Church. Uh, so good to see everybody today. We are going to get started with our Sunday school lesson. Uh, we have been going through a series, Christianity 101, Walking Through the Book of Judges, uh, since we started Sunday school back in May, April. And today we are on lesson number 30, and we're only in chapter number 10. So we have a long ways to go, but uh, it's very important for us. Last week, uh, the children of Israel, of course, did evil again in the sight of the Lord. We were introduced to Tola and Jair a couple of weeks ago, two judges that not much is information is given about, but two judges nonetheless that were very important in Israel. They combined led Israel to serve God for 45 years, and as soon as Jair passed away, uh, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and that's where we're going to pick up today. Um, but it's not just that they did evil. They immediately turned back. And after 18 years now of God turning them over to the Amalekites and the children of Ammon and uh, all of those gods that they began to serve as soon as Jair was dead. After 18 years, Israel is finally crying out to God. And in this cry, we see the beginnings of what is required for salvation. As we look through this, we should be able to make parallels to the New Testament as, as Christ gives us our opportunity for salvation at the cross, but also as he lays out what is needed for us in order to be saved. And we understand that salvation is by grace through faith. By grace of God through faith in the cross, through what Jesus did on the cross, that is not anything that we have done that gets us saved. But in order for us to come to the point of having that saving faith, there are some things that have to take place in us. And we're going to see those today as we begin to look at Israel. Now, Israel, of course, we know the story. Even today, they are still fighting against God. They are still serving false gods. They have not gotten it yet. But... Clear back in the Old Testament in the book of Judges, we see the beginnings of that change that needs to take place in us. The first step for them is understanding their fate. Israel has finally come to the point of crying out to the Lord after 18 years of serving Balaam. Not just one false god, but many false gods. And this is the same for all of us. We all have to come to that realization that we are all sinners. That from the very beginning, from Genesis, from uh, Adam and Eve's original sin in the garden, we have been born with that sin nature and we are all sinners destined for hell. Israel is finally on the right track here. So let's see how far they follow it. God is not ready to just deliver them, however. this is uh, There's something here that he needs for them to fully understand. And this is something that's important also for us as parents, uh, that sometimes our children get themselves, well, even I still get myself into a mess or two. And um, I have to come to the point where I fully understand 
what has happened and why it has happened before I can make the correct changes. And it's, it's important for us to teach our children in that way. And that's what God is going to do. God is going, uh, he's already been punishing Israel for 18 years, and now he's going to explain why he's doing that. So Judges chapter 10 and verse number 10 is where we're going to pick up. And the Bible says, And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, saying, We have sinned against thee, both because we have forsaken our God and also served Balaam. And the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites, from the children of Ammon and from the Philistines? The Zidonians also and the Amalekites and the Maonites did oppress you, and ye cried to me, and I delivered you out of their hand. Yet ye have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore I will deliver you no more. Go and cry unto the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Deliver us only, we pray thee this day. And they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. And the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead. And the children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. And the people and princes of Gilead said one to another, What man is he that will begin to fight against the children of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Let's pray. Father God, again, we come here so very thankful for what you're doing in this little church. Lord, I know as we study on Wednesday nights, we're going through the church constitution and preparing to... Uh, charter as a church and become an autonomous, independent church serving you. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to bless as we've uh, gone out and invited yesterday and uh, as we hang flyers this week for the youth activity on Saturday. I pray that you would bring young people in. I pray that you would help uh, fill this room with laughter and uh, young people that need to hear the gospel. Lord, I pray that we'd have at least uh, 20 children here and that we would see at least two of them saved next week. And Lord, I just thank you so much uh, for what you're doing. So please speak to us today. Help us to not just hear your word, but Lord, help it to enter our hearts and take root and grow and change us into the men and women that you would have us to be. Men and women that are willing to serve you to the ends of the world. So, God, please guide us and direct us today. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God finally speaks. <clears throat> and it's important here. It's not a prophet. It's God is not sending a judge to speak on his behalf. He is speaking openly to the entire nation of Israel. He's chosen that this time is time for him to speak. Israel has already refused to listen to the prophets. He's refused, they've refused to listen to the other judges. Luke 16, 19. We'll break off here with it real quick and chase this rabbit. I was preparing this while I was sitting with mom at the hospital last week getting some tests run and um, there was a lot of very interesting things going on in the hospital, but Luke 16, 19 says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. 
The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thou good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is com comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Israel refused to listen to those that had already spoken against about God. Israel now is in the place of torment, uh, not physically hell, but in a picture of the place of torment that Abraham or that that um, the rich man was. And they are begging for anything to just cool their tongues. But Israel, at least at this point, is going to hear what God has to say. Now, this won't always be the case. We see this, unfortunately, today in our own children for, for many who are lacking in a relationship with their children. There comes a time when they stop listening. They just stop hearing you. I know for me, it was when I was 16 years old. My dad, who, while not saved and not a follower, not a believer, not even one that would attend church, showed me some tremendous pictures of Christ and the fact that when I was three years old, he adopted me, a child that wasn't his, and vowed to take care of me. And he loved me and cared for me, provided for me and protected me. And when I was 16, I got tired of listening to what he had to say. I got tired of him telling me how I needed to change. Him trying to give me any direction at all. And I packed up after school one night. Before he got home, I packed up all my things, just threw every piece of clothing I had in the garbage bag and into the back of the 86 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme that they had bought me. And I left. Didn't leave a note. Didn't tell him at all where I was. Later that night, he made a phone call to my mom to make sure that that's where I was and that I was okay. And then he let me have my space. And for almost three years, I didn't speak a word to him. There will come a day, and Israel is at that point right now still, where God is sending them people over and over again. Christ walked this earth among them, and they refused to see him. We've been going through the book of John on Sunday night. We're going to see again that Christ plainly tells them, I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God. And they get mad and pick up stones to stone him to death. The deliverer that they've prayed for for hundreds and hundreds of years is in the midst of them and they're ready to stone him to death. This is why it's so vital for us to have a real relationship and not just a dictatorship.
at some point we have to get to the point of not just doing of our children not just doing what I say because I say it but doing it because they desire to bless us not just our children but us as God's children we have to get to the point where we don't just do what God tells us because we're afraid he's going to punish us we have to do it because God we love God for what he's already done for us I wish I could say that now that I'm 40 years old and it's been some 24 years since I walked out of my dad's house that dad and I have a perfect relationship. But we don't. He now lives in South Dakota and we talk maybe once every other month or every three months. That relationship is broken and needs repair. I now understand exactly what he did for me. I understand the love and the care that he gave me. But there's too much space that separates us at this point. That's not too much for God to overcome. and He's working in both of us, but... We have to come to the point where out of love we obey. Because when the fear disappears, so does the obedience. The reason that Israel ran back to Balaam and began to serve false gods was because they no longer feared God. Because for 45 years, he had been good to them. They no longer feared his wrath. The fault doesn't lie with God in this, but with Israel. They have chosen the flawed path. So the lesson that God need, needs to teach them is first that he is better. As God begins to speak, he first goes through everything that he has done for them. Verse number 11. Did I not deliver you from the Egyptians, from the Amorites, from the children of Ammon? And from the Philistines. The children of Ammon and the Philistines are those that are, are hurting them right now. Yet God has already delivered them from them once. He continues, The Zidonians also and the Amalekites and the Maonites did oppress you. And you cried unto me and I delivered you out of their hand. Now this doesn't even go back to... Adam and Eve. This doesn't even go back to Cain and God's mercy and grace on him after he killed Abel. It doesn't go back to Abraham going into Egypt and sinning and telling Sarah to lie for him and God protecting both of them. It doesn't go to Abraham and, and um, Ishmael. The son that they tried to, that Abraham and Sarah tried to force to bring God's plan about. It doesn't go to Isaac and Jacob and saving the children of Israel from the famine in Egypt and then them refusing to leave. He just starts with Moses. That's the most recent that they can remember. He says, I am more powerful and better than all of these. 
I have already defeated all of these, even the ones that are currently oppressing you right now. I have already defeated them once. And yet that's who you're running to. You're serving their gods who are not gods. I have always had your best interests at heart and have done you no wrong. Yet you've left me and returned to those who would destroy you. I can look back now and know that even now my dad has my best interests at heart. Even now he is seeking to help and guide me in any way that I'll let him. <clears throat> but I'm refusing to let him. God says, if you want to serve those other gods, then let them deliver you. Those ones that I've already defeated, let them deliver you. 1 Kings 18. First Kings 18 and verse number 17. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, and that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel, unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, and eat that which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. And we know the rest of the story. Elijah goes and <clears throat> speaks to the prophets of Baal and he says, Take you a bullock, build an altar, call unto your gods. I'll take mine and I'll build an altar. And whichever God answers by fire, he is God. We know that 850 men dance and sing and cry and cut themselves to a false God who will not answer them. And Elijah does everything he can to keep the fire of God from consuming. He builds the altar. He lays out the sacrifice. He digs the trench. He fills it with water. He douses the wood. He douses the sacrifice. As I pulled in this morning, I saw all the, the cars in front of the fire station. Remember, it's the first Sunday. It's their training day. They're there learning how to put the wet stuff on the red stuff to make it go away. Water keeps fire from happening. Yet as soon as Elijah cried out unto God, one man seeking God, God answered in a tremendous way. He consumed the sacrifice. He consumed the altar. He consumed the water. He consumed the dust of the ground. God is saying, you want to serve these other gods, then let them deliver you. Over and over, God has proven himself real and loving in our lives, and yet we continue to return to the comforts of those 
of this world rather than the comfort of God's mercy and grace. Proverbs 26.11 is a very, very disgusting picture that we've all seen. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. 2 Peter 2, 20 and 22 says the same thing. But this disgusting picture is what God sees in us daily. He sees us constantly. Even those that claim his name, that are his children, turn elsewhere. As he told Israel, I have already delivered you. Now let your enemies deliver you. And Israel finally has a response of faith. Verse number 15, And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Deliver us only, we pray thee this day. But the important part is verse number 16. And they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. Israel is finally starting to understand. They have understand they made a mistake. We have sinned. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. They're throwing themselves at the mercy of God. And then they repented. They turned away from that wicked and evil path and turned to God. That's the beginning of salvation. That's the beginning of redemption. That's the beginning of becoming a son of God. We have to understand our state. We have to understand that we are wicked and evil sinners. From our birth, there's nothing good in us. It's always funny that we have to teach our children not to throw a fit in Walmart. It just comes naturally. We must seek God's salvation through prayer to Him. And then we must trust His word. As they continue on in verse number 17, the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead and the children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. They're getting ready for battle. They've prayed. They've asked God to deliver them and now they are going to put feet to that prayer. They have no idea what God is going to do. They have no idea how God is going to do it, but they know he's going to do it. We must trust his word and live a life that reflects, reflects that trust. A life without doubt and fear that he won't be faithful. 1 John 1.9 should be a very familiar verse to all of us. 
1 John 1, 9. It says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. And that's exactly what we see here. God's response, God's soul was grieved for the misery that Israel finds themselves in. And he began to put in motion the plan for Israel's return. Now we have to understand, verse number 18, this did not take God by surprise. He knew exactly how Israel was going to react. He knows each and every one of us. He knows the hairs on our head. He created us. He knows what our lives are going to be. So if you're looking back today and looking on your life since you've been saved and thinking of all the times where you failed God and you're feeling guilty, don't. Because Christ already paid for all of that. He knew it was all going to happen. I'm not saying don't look back and remember those times where you failed God. Those are important. But don't feel guilty because you've done it. Learn from it. Change. Make today the beginning of that life, that walk of faith. He knew that Israel would do this, that they would come to him and they would repent and they would seek him and begin to serve him and he had already began to put all those pieces for deliverance together we're going to see as we start chapter 11 next week that Jephthah the Gileadite is going to be raised up to be the leader over Israel Jephthah isn't a baby he wasn't just born God has already taken Jephthah through so many things in his life that brought him to the point where verse number 1 of chapter 11 says he's a mighty man of valor. He's a man of strength and courage. He's a leader. We need to remember that it doesn't matter what we've done to sin against God. He knew it was going to happen and he paid for it all. He already took care of all of that. And he allowed all of that to happen in our lives so that we can help be Jephthah for somebody else. We are living in the age of grace where God is pouring himself out to the world so that all can be saved. But we also need to remember that that time is quickly coming to an end. God is only going to be long-suffering for so long. So as Elijah said, choose you this day. Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve Balaam? Amen. 